Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. Hey, let's go to the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. The great Teddy Atlas joins us there. Teddy, thank you so much for giving us some time this morning. We really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure, fellas. We were just talking. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen just in the background all this uh, this Astros cheating scandal, everybody uh, being upset with them. You are, you, are, you are a man who has been uh, in the forefront of when you see something dirty in boxing, corrupt judging or something like that, you'll call it like you see it. Um, how much of that, like, how, w- w- can, you, can you think, Teddy, like how much of that you've seen in your career where you just like, you, something went down and you're just like, that, that is not on the level. Something, something was fugazi here and, and made the, uh, the decision swing the wrong way. Yeah, too much, to be quite honest. Um, maybe, you know, just if, if it was a exceptional margin in between them, that'd be one thing, but it happens too often in boxing. There's no national commission. The good news, the bad news is what you're talking about with the baseball, what happened. The good news is that it's been brought to the forefront and it's being dealt with. There's a commission, there's a national commission, and, you know, that's overseeing everything there, making sure that these things are rooted out and they're, they're responded to in a proper way. And there's an accountability. There's none of that in boxing. Let's be honest about it. There's uh, there's no national commission. There's no czar. There's no oversight. You got these local state commissions that are a joke, you know. And I hate to say that because it's a sport I love. It's a sport that I've been in my whole life. But the truth is the truth. And um, they they're just omnipotent. They they have relationships with the promoters, the people that are making money, which is absurd. They have relationships. Uh, with the managers of the fighters, with, you know, all, all the things that are going to lead to problems where you're not going to, you're not going to get, uh, obviously, uh, proper policing or any of the things that you need in any sport, in any business for that matter. Uh, in this case, we're talking about boxing. When I was doing the Friday Night Fights for 18 years on ESPN, and then, of course, the fights we did afterwards, at ringside, a week didn't go by, it felt like, where we didn't have a bad decision. And as I would say on the microphone, there's only two explanations. It's not like you have, you know, 20 things you have to guess from. It's either incompetence or it's corruption. And some of them were <laughs> was so bad that there was just no way that it could be incompetence, that, you know, it had to be out now corruption. And and I, I've called for a national commission for years. I met with, with the late... Senator McCain went down to Washington, met with him, was trying to put things into place, uh, but it, we never quite got there. So uh, coming up this weekend, we're very excited for the heavyweight championship of the world, Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury, which, of course, I mean, just had an epic ending with, with Tyson Fury getting up from that monster shot from Deontay Wilder. Um, for this fight, when you get into a, when you get into a rematch, Teddy, there seems like there's a lot of mental warfare going on. Tyson Fury saying that he's going to go and try and knock him out, even though that's not really his style. 
How much of that stuff is just fighters saying things? Like, do you think that Tyson Fury really means that, or is he trying to, you know, maybe uh, game Deontay Wilder because he thinks maybe he'll be facing a, a different type of guy than he did in the last fight? Yeah, you guys ask good questions. I mean, you know, you're going a little beyond the surface. And first of all, there were, years ago, I remember Evander Holyfield, if my memory serves me correct, and he was one of the greats. He was a warrior. He, he was a special guy. And he fought everybody. And he was undersized. But he he fought, I believe it was Lennox Lewis, and he said that he had a vision. He was very religious, and he had a vision that he was going to knock out Lennox Lewis in whatever round it was. I don't know if it was the sixth, seventh, whatever it was. And I remember people asking me about that, news, you know, media people asking me about that. With him, it was a little different. He, he really was, you know, he really believed it. I mean, he was he was religious, and he really thought that he had a vision that was gonna, this was going to happen. And I remember telling him, saying, when, when – the moment comes and he doesn't, if he doesn't score the knockout, which he, it turned out he did not, then there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a little deflation there where kind of like the air coming out of the balloon a little bit. And you could see it because in some ways he had failed. Yeah, the fight was still going on. Yeah, no hands were raised yet. No victory, no defeat yet. But in some ways he was defeated. He, he did not live up to that. And you could see it a little bit. Um, that is a possibility from a mental standpoint. When when you don't achieve what you say you're going to achieve, and even though you might be saying it, Fury is saying it probably more for promotional reasons. And But still, you know that old saying, you say something long enough and often enough, you start to believe the damn thing. And, <laughs> and, and it plays a psychological, there is a psychological pull there. There is a psychological piece to that where, hey, you know what? I didn't do it. And even if even if you're consciously thinking, you know, it's not going to get away from you and you figure it's not going to affect you, it, there is an effect. There definitely is an effect. I Gee, I, here we are. We're in the third round. I was supposed to get rid of in the last round. So, yeah, it, it does play. What kind of part, how big a part, obviously uh, you don't know until the moment comes. Teddy, uh, you know, when I think of this fight, I, I look at it as, I mean, Deontay, um, I mean, he definitely has to, like, be a better boxer because he can't. Like, have you ever seen a guy get knocked down like that two times and survive and, and get it to a draw? And the only rounds he really lost were those two, two rounds. Um, I've never seen anything like that. But if you go into that fight knowing if you're Tyson Fury that – I got hit by everything he had, and I survived. Do you go into that fight a little different? Yeah, again, a good question. I look at it a little differently, though. And it's, and the, but the question, you know, it provokes the right, the, the right thoughts. And for me, I'm looking at it where Tyson Fury went in that fight and he fought about as good as you could fight, emotionally, spiritually, mm -hmm. physically, technically. He was up for the fight. He had overcome a lot in his life. He handled the big stage. I mean, he really, if you think about it, he, he did about as good a performance as you could do, except for those two moments. And he still didn't get it. He still got dropped. He still didn't get it. So in some ways, I look at the positive, because you got to decide, does it go on this side or that side? Who does it favor? I think it favors Wilder, believe it or not, because I look at it 
the way I just said it, that Fury goes in there, gee, I did everything. I mean, I boxed well. I moved my head well. I used the ring well. I used my legs well. I jabbed. I did everything. And you know what? He still got me. He still got me. And so what can I do better? And that is a tough way to go in if you're going in there. And the mental part, and I'm glad you guys brought it up because that's 75% of this. And in everything, I don't care if it's boxing or whatever it happens to be that you do in life that, that involves some kind of pressure, some kind of resistance, some, something to defeat, something to get past, to get over. And in this case, I really believe from a mental standpoint that he's at a little disadvantage, Fury. He's going in there thinking, I did everything I could. I can't do much better. And in some ways, I still lost. Yeah, it was a draw, but obviously I didn't get the world title. So that definitely, that definitely played. I, I'll tell you a quick story. There was a, a great, obviously, Rocky Marziano's the only heavyweight ever to retire undefeated. And he fought the great Jersey Joe Walcott. And Jersey Joe Walcott was a great fighter. And he was a great puncher, great everything. And he, he had gone 13 rounds with Marciano, and he was winning on all the scorecards. The only way he could lose was to get knocked out, and Marciano knocked him out in the 13th round. In the rematch, Jersey Joe and Walcott, Walcott wound up getting knocked out in one round. And a very good friend of mine, Don Shargan, who's in the Hall of Fame, he's passed. Uh, he's, he's not with us anymore, but he was a great, great promoter. And he had talked to Walcott after that. And he told me, he said, Teddy, I asked Walcott, what, what was your frame of mind going into that rematch? And he said, you know what? He said, and, and, and the media was all thinking he would win the fight because he had been ahead in the 13th round. And so, so when he asked him, when Don Shogun asked him, he said, you know, I did everything I could. Everything. I fought a hell of a fight, and I still got beat. I went into that fight thinking, I can't win this fight. So there is a psychological component in those areas. That, that is interesting. We're talking to the great Teddy Alice. By the way, Teddy, I'm a huge fan of your your, your new podcast, The Fight. I, tell, I was telling Leroy, I get hooked oh, on that you. thing on YouTube. It's it's really, really great for boxing fans. You guys got to check it out. Um, but I, I, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned it because you know Wilder, though it's been a few, he's had he's had he's had a lot more success in his rematches. Like the, this last fight with Luis Ortiz was so fascinating to me because. I mean, Ortiz is a fantastic boxer. Nobody wanted to fight him. He probably put Wilder to the brink more than anybody did in, in his career. And it felt like that entire fight, even though he was stacking up the rounds, Ortiz, I mean, it felt like at, when he finally put him away in the seventh, like Wilder was just waiting for that moment and bang, he got him. What do you make of Wilder's style? He doesn't seem like a guy concerned of the scorecards. He knows what his talent is. He has that God-given power in his, in his right hand, and he puts, he's had such a success rate putting people down. Yeah, he's got that great eraser. You know, that eraser, it, it can make up for a lot of mistakes. You know, it can um, you can make mistakes and all of a sudden just wipe that slate clean in one quick punch. And that is something, I always say it, I always said it on ESPN when I was broadcasting the fights, that uh, punches are born, they are not made. And he was born to have that kind of power. The one thing that I think is different, and it's again, it's to Wilder's favor, is that, first of all, Wilder, and your partner said it a moment ago, completely true, Wilder is not the better technical fighter here, not, not even close. I mean, he, he's a great puncher, he's the best puncher in boxing. Maybe, maybe, 
the hardest puncher in the history of the heavyweight division, maybe. I mean, that's how good a puncher he is, in my estimation. But technically, not so good. Makes a lot of mistakes. The technical boxer here, obviously, is Fury. He's probably the best heavyweight technically in the division. So you got the best technical fighter fighting against the best puncher. And there's one thing that Wada has added. I'd say in his last two fights that I picked up and I noticed is a delivery system. He has a better delivery system than he had before, where he was just chucking, just chucking in the wind. And now he uses that left hand to blind you, to kind of kind of immobilize you, just, just mesmerize you, almost like a hypnotist. You know, putting a handkerchief in front of you, putting, you know, putting a, putting that that watch in front of you, just just to get your eyes fixated on that, and then all of a sudden the right hand stand, you don't even realize it. He did that the last couple fights, and it's very similar. There's been fighters in history of boxing that have used that kind of delivery system. Uh, the great Tafilio Stevenson, the great Olympian from Cuba. You know, three-time gold medalist in the Olympics, heavyweight. Uh, he used to do it. George Foreman uh, did it. Did it later in his career when he came back, the second coming of George Foreman, when he was more experienced, when he was smarter, when he was better, believe it or not. Not physically, but better mentally, better as far as the experience went. You know, he used to use it. He used it against my fighter, Michael Morris, so I know firsthand. Uh, Igor Hansen, he used it against Floyd Patterson. It, it is something where... Again, you just let that left hand go out there in a way where you make the guy feel safe, and you should never feel safe in the ring, never. And he and it makes you feel like you're comfortable. And then all of a sudden, he starts to throw it, and he never throws it. The right hand comes right behind it, and you get hit. So that's something that he didn't use the first time. He didn't have it in his arsenal the first time. He has it now. Teddy, we really appreciate the time this morning. Thanks so much. Uh, we we always appreciate it when you when you give us some time. So thank you for spending some time with us and talking some Fury Wilder with us. Thanks, Teddy. Uh, my pleasure, fellas. Right. That's the great Teddy Atlas. I could listen to him all day, Leroy. Yeah. All day talking boxing. It is probably, I'm telling you that podcast, the fight is so good. Hey, I'm gonna tell you like this: when you have your questions for Teddy, you better make sense because he will call you on it. That's right. I, no <laughs> wonder you guys didn't ask the Chuck Norris question. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.